0: Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, pack your playlists, start your sleep timers for 60 minutes or less, and button up the flaps on your union suit, uh, because there's a draft in here, and it's time for the podcast that puts you to sleep. It's time for Sleep With Me. Uh, Hey, you have all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's been keeping you up at night. Whether it's uh, racing thoughts, lots of thoughts, you know, thoughts of the past, thoughts of the future, feelings, noise, physical pain, whatever it is, I want to take your mind off of that. And what I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to send some intention along with it. The intention to take your mind off stuff and put you to sleep. All you got to do is kick back. You're under no pressure to fall asleep, no obligation to listen to me. I'm just going to be like a buddy coming over to tell you a little bedtime story. I'm going to use lulling, soothing tones, pointless meanders... What do we what do we call them before? Jerry Jerry meanders. You know, we don't get political. You know, I guess I I, I my brain almost thought of something in that pause there of carpetbaggers. You know, carpet. It, it'd be some word that right? rhymes. Carpet word or frag fraggers, word fraggers. Oh, scoot, that's reaching, but. You know, we don't practice any yellow journalism here. We practice lavender, you know, journalism. Because that is, you know, the most associated with bedtime, color, and scent. But, okay, let's get back on track. So, so this is a podcast to put you to sleep. If this is your first time, you're welcome. And basically, this podcast is to take your mind off of stuff. Why Why would someone make a podcast? It's also strange. Let's, I'm not going to, you know, beat around the bush. I'm an oddball. I've been called worse, but this, you know, this is a place, if if you've tried guided meditations, they seem a little bit too serious, or they can almost feel rigorous, and I don't know what the hell, you know, rigor and bedtime do not go together, that word doesn't even, like, that's the kind, I that is one, you know, it's a great word, you need it to make it, believe it or not, you need a hell of a lot of rigor to make a sleep podcast, Uh, but you don't need it at bedtime, and I see you can see the great, I got the rigor fans are already lining up. Uh video game makers, why why isn't there a video game called Rigor? In Rigor. I guess Gregor, Sir Gregor. But uh it's not a bedtime word. It's just too I don't know. It's just, it's just too harsh. Uh so there won't be any of that here. There's no rigor, there's no pressure, like I said, this podcast is kind of meant to lull you, soothe you. Take your mind off. Take your attention. The idea is that instead of listening to whatever story's going through your head about your day or your neighbors or your snoring friggin' partner with that sweet, blissful look on their face, even though they didn't do the dishes, you know, any of that stuff, it's, you know, it's not conducive, even, even though it's irritating. I, I'll give you that. Holy, I don't blame you. No, don't, don't do anything. Put the pillow down, put it under your head, because I'm going to help you. I'm intervening here. Let that dirty, dirty dish angel sleep right away. You know, there is something called karma. Don't worry, there's dish karma, too. I mean, I don't know when the hell it's going to pay off for any of us. We all know. She said, well, I'm the one that, believe me, I don't know what dishpan hands, you know, I, th- I think they stopped selling products based on dishpan hands. Uh, Back when I was a boy, there was a dishpan hand crisis. And I don't exactly know, I mean, because I don't have a dishwasher. I'm washing dishes all the time. I'm already off topic with dishpan hands. Now I'm going to go off topic with dishpan hands because they think, and this is pro-am tip, I don't give out many pro-am tips because I don't have that many. Yeah, but if someone's dealt with depression and sleep issues and other, you know, stuff like that, you know, you're supposed to make your bed, that actually works. And if you could keep your sink dishes free, you know, even if you, you know, if you have to bear the burden of that, those are two things that really, I'm not kidding, uh, even though I'm off topic, are huge, uh, tiny things that have a huge impact. When I see that bed's made and I get home at night, I can't, it, it soothes me. I'm not kidding. And then I don't know if this sink soothes me because it, because it always, because I drink so much coffee in the morning. You know, the sink still has this this permanent coffee film on it. Uh, so that doesn't soothe me. But the dishes in the sink, they create a, you know, and, and I mean, this might be a little bit sad, but it creates like this agitation that wears on my self-esteem somehow. And those are kind of easy things to deal with. No, the downside is... I don't know what the heck dishpan hands are, but I probably have them. But it, I'll tell you what: as a dishpan, it doesn't bother me. I'm living a full life. Or dish, you know, dishpan hands are the least of my problems. Believe me. But I honestly don't know. Like, I, and this is how the podcast works. Sometimes I get fixated on these things. What the heck is dishpan hands really? I mean, was that a was that a subplot in Mad Men? Because that had to be something some ad person came up with. Dishpan hands—only a freaking salesperson. They yeah, said, "Well, how the heck are we gonna, well, how are we gonna raise the price of the dish soap, Bob?" And I mean, you need someone as brilliant as the fictional John Draper, but there probably is someone out there that was that brilliant to say. Well, we need—you know—we need to create a fear of law. You know, we we, we gotta fix we. we. And they say their hand, dishpan, we'll call it dishpan. And they said, okay, get the Coke." brother This was early, early in the Coke brothers' days. I mean, this might have been how they made their first billion with the dishpan hand crisis. I think it went, and honestly, I think it was the, the nation was stricken with dishpan hands from, like, 1950. So uh, I think it waned in the, you know, late 80s when, like, there was greater adoption of, uh, what are those things called, that I don't have a dish, what are those things called, dishwashing? Dishwashing machine? I can't even think. And those just cause me trouble. I, it's easier if it's in the sink because then I just wash the dishes anyway, but I don't have a dishwasher. This is how you know where... I don't have a dishwasher or a garbage disposal. So the, And those are questions, you know, and like the dating websites now. They're hidden down in there. And I guess they're deal breakers. If, she's, if you're a male between uh, 28... In forty, it's a deal breaker. From what I hear, it, but not probably not for you guys. It's a good thing they don't ask about dishpan hands. How about dish? How about this? Anybody, any budding entrepreneurs out there? That'd be fun. Let's get a dishpan dishpan hands dating. Dishpan hands dating. The hands kind of. You can't call it dishpan dating because that sounds like oh boy, you know. Then somebody will come out of the deep internet there. And they say, oh, yeah, man, dishpan. Dishpan hands dating, it doesn't work. So we, I guess that's, you know, even a budding, even a failed entrepreneur like myself knows. Dishpan hands dating, yeah. com. It's just got to, like a one-week syllable or something. How about this? Pan hands dating. Again, I guess then they'd say... Uh, What is that? And they say, well, we're we're looking for people with dishpan hands or people that like to bang, bang, as a child, they like to bang uh, pots and pans together. I think that would be a good dating profile question, though. Have you banged pots and pans together? You know, not as an adult, because I, oh boy. Uh, So anyway, welcome to sleep with me if you're new here. Whoa, Mac, well, macro, I think I do, and I still believe me. I'm purposely steering the podcast back. I could think about and discuss dishpan hands for another thirty minutes. It's, it's kind of making me nuts. And again, while it's not a good name for a dating website, dishpan hands does have a nice ring to it in the context of a sleep podcast. And also, it's relieving, anxiety relieving. There's no such thing as dishpan hands. You know. Or if there is, I mean, I wash, I wash dishes. I mean, I guess if you're, you're, you've got like six kids. My mom probably did have dishpan hands, but well, she just has terrible kids hands. Uh, that's a whole other topic. So, if, if if try to steer back here. Okay, try to get the car off the dishpan hands lane. Okay, I'm trying to steer it back. It's like, uh, there's too much dish soap on the steering wheel of this podcast tonight. In yeah, my dishpan hand, <laughs> now it's just fun saying it. So, oh, this is a podcast of which you to sleep. You obviously, you don't need to take me seriously. Obviously, you could fall asleep at any moment. You know, ideally, this will be the last thing some of you remember. Or some of you are already sleeping and say, honey, uh, what happened? What was the scooter talking about last night? And I'll tell you what, you want to get some loving in. It and You say, hey, let me kiss your dishpan. Let me see those. Let me see your hand. Oh, and then you kiss and you say, He's a lovely dishpan, you know, and you could even get, you know, anybody, you know, G-rated people close you know, I'd like to feel those dish, you know, yeah, put those dishpan pans on, you know, when we put dishpans on you. Anyway, I'm sorry, I'm just being a goofball, but that's the kind of podcast, a little bit silly to make you laugh. You say, well, it's, he's kind of funny. Uh, you know, he, he's laughing at some of his jokes, the sadder ones. And I say, yeah, that's what makes me laugh. I'm one of the rare uh, pr- practitioners of auto Schrodenfreude. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Otto Schadenfreude. Hey, that's another nice word. I got to get this intro closed out, but Otto Schrodenfreude. I, well, I ought to Schrodenfreude you. But I do practice that. But so this is a podcast to put you to sleep. Nothing nothing too serious. And I'll just go in from here. I'm going to go into a setup for the tonight show. And then it'll be a story. At any point, you can just drift off, okay? But if you can't sleep, you know, you're one of those people, you're going to listen to the whole show. Don't worry, I'll be here the whole time. giving it my all. You know, if there was a podcast version of Dishpan Hands, I would have it. It's it's called Ink Stains on My Hands and Clothes. But, uh, you know, I'll be here to lull you to sleep and, and to keep you company, okay? So I'm glad you're here. If this is your first few times here, usually there's a metaphor in there. I don't think I made it to the metaphor stage of how Dishpan, I mean, that was the closest thing of uh, how it relates to the podcast. But I'm, mean, you know, I'm a person that gets, uh, I don't know what do you call it, stirred up by weird stuff. Uh, But I appreciate you coming by, and I really hope I can help you fall asleep. All right. And before we get to housekeeping, I want to say a couple things about podcasting and podcasters and stuff and influences and stuff like that. I want to thank Lauren S again. She's behind the wonderful Criminal podcast, but she wrote a really nice review about the podcast. It's very touching. It really, really was really kind words, but it also led me. So, Warren wrote a review for this newsletter called Hot Pod, which is kind of this podcasting newsletter. And the Hot Pod uh, newsletter led me to this interaction with this guy named Jed, who has this podcast called. Man afraid of everything, and I was like, "Holy cow!" That was I said that was one of my autobiography titles. Uh, but Jed's got this podcast. You guys check it out. Man afraid of everything. Getafraid.com is the website, but just check it out on iTunes. It's right up our alley, and I really have a sweet spot for this guy Jed. And you you want to catch the podcast before it gets big? I mean, he's he's really good, got a good voice going. And I don't know them, but I'm already proud of him. So check out Man Afraid of Everything. Obviously, during the day, check out uh, Two Serious Ladies that Lauren does and Criminal Podcasts if you don't already. And then one last thing is uh, WTF, uh, Mark Maron's podcast, rebroadcast the interview with Gary Shandling last week who just passed away. And I don't really want to get into it, but that's a huge, huge, it's just a wonderful interview. And that was one of those shows, that the Gary Shandling Show. It's the Gary Shandling Show uh, that I saw when I was really young. And it opened my eyes up to the possibility. I don't know. It was different. It was funny. And it was smart. And that's all the things that Gary was. And he's going to be missed. But it was a great interview. Uh, The second half of the interview is brilliant. All right, let's get on to the housekeeping. All right, housekeeping. We're on the web www.sleepwithmepodcast.com. dot com. Older episodes are there. You can comment on the website, you can email me feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com. com. You can get me on Twitter at Deer Scooter or on Facebook at sleep With Me Podcast. Uh if you can think about supporting the show, if you get value out of the show and you use it to sleep, uh uh, we really need your uh, support uh, to keep making 12 shows a month. So if you can support the show at dollar, $2 a month or more, whatever you can afford, uh, please think about doing so. You might think that $1 or $2 doesn't matter. And that's the only thing that's stopping it from mattering is just saying, oh, no, no, it does matter. I'm trying to figure out if there's a way. It'll make it affordable for just ten percent of the audience at a dollar, two dollars a month. I would be able to work on the show part time, and that would be able to make, let me keep making twelve episodes a month. Uh, but people, people will need to to do it. So go to SleepWithMePodcast dot com slash patron and donate a dollar, two dollars a month. I want to thank Chris Posty Posterson from Sounds Like an Earful, who does the theme music and edits some of the shows. I want to thank Scotty and Jennifer on our honor, on our artwork. I want to thank Jonathan Mann on the Lola jingles. Uh, we've got a Facebook group over at com slash nods, N-O-D-S. I want to thank lie, to lie, Jennifer B., Julie C., Rachel L. to the G., Lauren Alexandra who nod right over there and do such wonderful work. I want to thank Latitude, who's over there working hard, running on our subreddit over at com slash reddit. And I think that's it. Let's get on to the show. Uh, Welcome to another episode of Get Besos, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny. And I'm trying to think of a new way to do this because it's a lot to cover. But basically, they were two uh, rich uh, American uh, department store founders. Uh, This takes place way after that fictional. This is total fiction, just in case you're, you know. They're totally made up just similar you know all that was warning stuff uh, but they ended up becoming best friends while they had a little bit of a possibly a layover in purgatory or uh, the other one, limbo or something like that and they were there hanging out there was there's not much to do there and they where they were uh, and they were getting papers delivered months later Wow, and, and they, they so they decided to come to Earth, sneak out of Limbo, come to Earth and mess up uh, Jiff Bisso's career or his business because they thought, well, he's the one who destroyed department stores. Uh, that was season one. They tried to get get down here and do some stuff. Ended up didn't you know they end up befriending him. It's all those great stories of t- tales of uh, you know vanilla vanilla. Uh, what do you call it, whatever, softer versions of Tales of Vengeance end up being Tales of Friendship, you know, when it's a bedtime story. So they became friends. Now, the non-bedtime story story part was they took over hell. Well, I guess it still is because they said, hey, can't we? Well, hell got closed. The the hell of uh, uh, Judeo-Christian, Roman, you know, the the one uh, Dante and Virgil and all of them talk about, that got closed down. And so Jeff Richard Warren Sears, and James Cashpenny, they were well, also the Supreme Being is on sabbatical. we think and you see, aren't you yeah well, come on, I can't answer all these questions i'm trying this is just what happened to this is just not even the and so they took over a place called hell two Point well, they were calling it hell two point you know that's what people were doing two or three years ago. And they were running it, and they said, hey, can we make this better for everybody? You know, make it so that it helps humans instead of... And when the adjustments they made had an impact on humanity, they didn't expect, which was kind of wiped out most of humanity. So that was a downside. Upside was the remaining vestiges of humanity ended up coalescing this one community. Now, this is where the time frame gets fuzzy, but the community ended up being so well run. And again, I don't have any details on this, but it was like a near utopia. So when they got back to, you know, see how things were going to hell 2.0, they said, well, we don't have anyone coming in, you know, because we're almost out of humans. And then the, the few humans we have left are living in this near utopia where, you know, if it's a near utopia, you're not making a lot of, I don't know, again, they they got to get some experts in here. But, it, you know, obviously if they heard this podcast, they say no. Uh, but so then they said, well, let's go check out. So Rich Warren Sears and James Cashman he said, well, because then the council that's running things while well, the Supreme Being is on vacation or sabbatical, I said, you know what, since you don't have any customers down there in Hell 2.0, we're just going to get rid of it, you know, reassign the employees, non-employees will get, you know. And so they said, well, we don't want that. We want to keep out, you know, uh, some some sort of, because they like their teams, you know. So they said, let's go to this near utopia and find out what's really going on, see if we can track down some centers for Hell, you know, that maybe they're hiding them or something. So that's how the season started. Whoa, boy. Good thing this is a podcast to put you to sleep, huh? Uh, you know, this is, that's a technique I use, you know. It's called uh, double senseless exposition. De uh, exposition. Well, no, it's not de exposition. Double de exposition, I guess. Uh, but So this season, James Cashpenny and Richard Warren Sears, not much has happened. They got to get Bessos. That's the name of the utopia. And the utopia is kind of like not super key. You know, they say they take their time, you know, assimilating outsiders. So they went through a quarantine. Then they pretended they were method actors playing Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny. And now they're working on a show, a play. And that's where we kind of left off. They did some auditions, and they were getting ready. You know, they were gearing up for uh, for doing this play, and Richard Warren Sears is kind of being the playwright. Uh, but the auditions weren't going so hot because they kind of, there was some mild, something like conflict, mild disagreements. Uh, so they said, Geez, we because we, they, well, I don't want to talk about underlying interests. So that's it, where we last left off-ish. Uh, so here's another episode of Get Best I yeah, uh, hey everybody! This is your narrator here. Uh, I'm I'm here in uh, Best reporting. I, well, I guess I'm not a reporter. I'm a narrator. What am I doing? But I'm here. We're here in the courthouse now. I, I usually I don't don't enter here when there's just been. You're a little bit late. There was just a little conflict, and I know when I look at Scooter's notes, it always says what is the conflict, and then he says, "Well, that's not, you know." And he said, I'm just the narrator, you're the writer, so can you... But somehow he got here after the conflict, so he's going to be a little peeved. But it wasn't, you didn't miss much. Uh, What happened was, and this might, might, if you remember last episode, so they were talking about getting medical staff in to to addition real medical staff. And then Richard Warren Sears said, well, you know what, I'd like to bring in Anya, was their consultant, and they said, he said, I'd like to go to a visit to this, cor- I'd like to see some medical facilities. And he said, you know, can you bring in, a- and, and James said, well, she said, I don't see, at first he was, you know, James, he thinks a lot, and then he said, well, I don't see the downside, because he was thinking, I know I'm, as narr- this particular style of narration, I'm not supposed to look in the brains, but I, I couldn't, I had a little tempt- I, I, I had a little temptation as a because they say, well, are you omniscient? And I say, well, listen, I had a little peeky poo in his brain. And he said, well, geez, this is a good little idea because I can gather some information about this society. So he said, Richie, that's a great idea. And then I think I was supposed to do this for brevity's sake, not because of the conflict, but I seem to be but so he said, let's 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 get a tour at a quarantine in the medical facility because they said, well, it's an essential part of the play. And then they brought in Anya, and she kind of like was like, okay, she was doing some uh, active listening. And saying, okay, so you want this is going to add. And then she said, and then a lot, but Richard, you know, he said, well, I can't tell you that part of the play, you know, and spoil it. And she said, let me see if I could get clearance. And then James was doing, or Richard was doing a lot of yelling, you know, because she was gone for a while, and then she came back. Just, just that's the part you just missed. She said, "Listen, I can't get clearance for this, so I'm afraid there's no clearance to get a, a tour of uh, of things." And so Richard was very. He seemed very. He said, "You know, he was doing a huffing and puffing." And even James was like, this is straight, you know, and then, and then and you said, I'm just, I'm just your, I'm just trying to do my job here, guys. And so they they seemed pretty, both seemed pretty irritated, and then they talked forever. James was mostly like, I don't get it, why? He seems very worried, and many levels, again, non-approved peek into his brain. Uh, he does seem worried about, you know, is this, you know, he's got a layer of metaphysical dread that none of this is real and that he's in purgatory still. I, I wouldn't be narrating it clearly if that was the case, but anyway, he doesn't know that. And then also a layer of, well, this is odd. We don't really meet that many people in this society. Why aren't we? And then Richard's just more focused on, why can I need to get to this corner? But he was so upset, then James said, well, i got to calm my buddy down. And I think they did this in another episode. Maybe that's why I said, well, listen, I'm not going to turn on the old, I actually have a narration hat. So I was observing without the narration hat on. That's how I could violate the terms of my narration hat, which is no brain peeky-poos. So now I have it on because they're recording me. If it, writers never talk about how this works, you know. They always say, oh, it's a rewriting and struggling and first person. They, they don't talk about the jobs we really do, with, you know, because they don't want us to get the credits. And they think it's because we don't have a union, you know, because we're ethereal. Uh, but of course no one ever told. well, why would we be, how can a narrator... The omniscient, how can they be a third person or a first person? How do they communicate? Yeah, we're, well, we don't get any credit, but it's part of, you know, they say, well, maybe you're a muse. I say, well, I've never been treated like a muse. Oh boy, the podcasting guy's coming. I got to go. So we're joining them. He's watching me. Uh, we're joining them in the courthouse now. And Richard looks a little peeved off. Okay, buddy. I'm totally calm. Don't worry. Well, Richie, I'm just worried. You, you, you seem. I, I was just hoping we would get a resolution, maybe not to. You see, I'm worried. Oh, yeah, you don't need to worry about me at all. I'm going to just totally go to bed now. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm still worried, Richie, because, uh. I just don't get why. Don't you think it's strange we're just being sequestered here in a new way? Oh, sequestered in the old courthouse, just like a jury, eh, James? Yeah, but I don't think we're jury members. We're we're we're, we're pretending we're actors, gonna put in a, in a play. As far as I could tell, is a perf- it's a no, no, no. It's a work of art, James. It's a work of propaganda. You need to just wrap your head around that. Yeah, but uh, okay. Just hear me out, because I'm, wor- I'm just worried about you, and I want your play to be the best, you know. I mean, one, don't you think it's strange we can't meet—I mean, our access to this city is being controlled. I guess that doesn't—it's not strange, I guess, since it's a secure city. Uh, James, you need to have some patience is what it is. And once we start this propaganda machine via my play, everything will be fine. Yeah, but, Richie, how—I think the nature of propaganda is you have to know—I didn't study it, but I'm familiar with the concepts, you know, like WW1, WW2. Don't you have to know your audience to have effective propaganda? Uh, James, they're human beings, Uh, so I I will be appealing to their human nature— yeah, but we're in this culture that we have no familiarity with, that we're pretending to play actors to be playing us, and that we have some mythical role in their society. Uh, so don't you think we should do to learn a little? Like maybe we could get to the library or something. Well, geez, why didn't you ask that already? You got to go to the library, but they wouldn't even let us go to the quarantine. Yeah, but shouldn't we? Can we ask you to go to the library next time? Uh, let's just work on the play. Let's get some sleep, buddy. You're just too worried about me. Oh, I appreciate it, my friend. Well, let's lie down and let's get some sleep. You probably should get some rest first, you know, because you're. Okay, Richie, I guess I am maybe a little bit tired and, and worried. I've just been doing so much thinking, but you know, you know me. My, my. As soon as I head hits the pillow. Uh, usually, okay, just relax, James. Your buddy's here. I've had to put you to sleep before. Lie down, your buddy, Richie's so tired, James, so tired of working on the plane. Here you know, I feel for your worrying, so so I'm going to sit here and talk to you a little bit about um uh rabbits bouncing over your bed. There goes one rabbit, James, are you? Resting as the two rabbits go over your bed. Fuzzy little rabbits with poofy little tails. Three rabbits. And four. All the rabbits jumping over your bed. My best friend rests and doesn't worry. He's falling into five and six rabbits. Seven and eight now, and you'd say you—you you might wake back up because you say, "Well, it is." But they're bouncing back and forth now, so the room is not filling with rabbits, James. And they're not going somewhere strange. They're just jumping back and forth over your bed, bunny, hopping, hopping bunnies, back and forth. Richie singing to James. I'm not really singing. I'm just narrating. The bunnies hopping back and forth, back and forth, James. And, oh, Ritchie's so tired that he's falling asleep, so deep asleep, James. How many bunnies have you counted? That's Richie. Ah, yes, Husna. That's my favorite number. That's one of the names of the bunnies, Richie. "'saying to James, falling deep asleep, "'So deep asleep, James, could you answer another question? "'How many bunnies have fuzzy tails?' "'Oh, James can't answer that question with the floppy ears. "'Richie wonders if James knows if any of the bunnies have floppy ears. "'No.' No, they don't, or do they? I said, I think I'm gonna sit up. My buddy's asleep, I think. Oh, I'm, I'm James, I'm about to fall asleep. How about you? Uh, oh, yeah. Hey, better get your ray. Right. I'm gonna use the bathroom first before I slip into that deep sleep. Okay, just gonna go to the bathroom. I better put my socks on though, my shoes. And I'm just talking about the bunnies as I walk to the restroom. But it's a good thing I have all this woolen coat. I think I'll put this coat on. I'm a little cold in my bed with the bunnies here. And if I was listening correctly, as I exit to go just to the jury room restroom and not this other door that Anya used, that I stuck a piece of paper in the door before she came back to tell us, no, yes, it's still open, (laughs) ha, ha, ha. And as I listened as she walked off down the hall, I'm pretty sure she headed down this way to the right Oh, Judges' Lounge, what is that, I wonder? But I think that's where... Oh, and of course there would be a secret entrance for the judges, of course, so that must be how she came, quite dark. Who's in that moonlight streaming in? It's still a bit dark, though. But I'm going to go down this hallway here, walking. Oh, did I shut that door? Well, the papers in it... I guess I should have faked uh, something so when James sees, but that's okay, I'll be back. Well, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I'm just going to walk down this hall here, and then, okay, so there's the judge's lounge. I don't want to look in there, but there's the uh, exit. Uh, This must be the bank. I wonder if they sought to lock this door. Oh, they probably locked it from the outside. So I'll just get some paper and shove it in this little thing here. The door's open. All right. And that way the door won't lock behind me. Oh, and this is just a little, little entryway here. and Wow, well, they have a little coat rack. This is nice. Oh, look at this. The judge must have left a bowler hat. I think I'll put that on. That'll definitely... They'll never recognize me now. And then I'll see what's behind this door. I've got a little bit more paper here. I think this is Act 2A. Uh, Barb, that's okay. I'll just rewrite it here. Shove it in this. I'm like a spy. From one of those novels James was talking about reading obsessively. Oh, and now, let's see outside. Holy mackerel, it's dark out here, though. I, is this... This is a... What is this? These are stairs, and that seems to be some sort of... That's a tree. The only thing I have to see by is moonlight. And I could see a line of trees. I wonder what time... Oh, I should have set my clock. I think it was... Wait, I never knew what time it was. I knew it was night. Me and James never got it set to their time, but it must be later, so I don't hear a peep barely some bugs, some wind. I can hear some mechanical humming noises in the distance. Uh, it's strange that there's no light. On. Okay, here's a pass, though. This is a full moon's handy in this situation. A map would be handy. I can't believe the entire city. I wonder if there's a power outage or something. Because, yeah, you can see behind me, this is a courthouse lit in the moonlight. Beautiful, beautiful, old, old foe, foe, you know. I guess that is a real, is a beautiful courthouse. Place for a beautiful show. But I can't, I don't know, I'm being called. Called to the quarantine. Maybe that should be the name of the play. I don't know how I'm going to find the quarantine, though. But I can't just stay in there. Let them tell me what to do. I need It's an essential part of this. Or I'm being, I can't tell what I'm being driven by. I, this doesn't make any sense. I should just ride the play. And that'll, then there be people will love me. But something's forcing me to act inside me. Seek out. But I guess that doesn't make it. Okay, so let's follow this path. I don't know why there's no street lights or city lights. It must be a power. Oh, whoa. That just a pole just lit up. It's a gas lamp. It has a little stink to it—a sulfur stink, though. But I guess that's a gas lamp. But I, oh, and then the next uh, look at that next light. Uh, and that must be the next light down there as I get to the edge of the that lamp. That one goes on. So this is a path, but when I'm in the light, I can't see much off of the path. So these lights aren't really helping me. I'm sure if I was uh, following this path here, uh, it's going to lead me somewhere, but they'll probably, and you'll be on to me. So I guess I could just go off the path here and head into these trees so what could possibly go wrong. As I stay in this path, the only thing I'm going to be able to see is the path and the lights. Yeah, I'll head into these trees and then I'll come back. If I can't find anything, I'll just head straight through this first uh, row of trees. Oh, this is a clearing here through these trees. And this a blue, the grass looks blue in the moonlight. And look, there's a pond down there. Yeah, this is a park, I suppose. This could be their city. This could be the central park of the city because it seems to go on for a while. Oh, and breathtaking now, just like Central Park, the buildings aren't as big, but I can see at the distance, across from this clearing, above the trees, those are some buildings. And wow, rising behind it is the mountains against the moonlight. Even the snow, the jagged peaks, this is uh Humbling. I could stand here and enjoy this uselessly for a while, but I need to keep my... Maybe I could find someone to help me. I don't know where... It, if we're, uh, we never asked what the population was here, I guess. That was another mistake we made. But, uh... Huh. Looking around this park... Oh, boy, I don't know about park people. My mother always warned me about people in parks... Oh, no, that was my, my wife that day. We, she said, warn the children. Oh, no, I told her to warn the children about parks and people. Uh, but, yeah, I guess I could go deeper into this park here. Maybe stay along the edge of these trees. No one will see me. Wait a second. In that dark spot there. The trees. I, uh, I see something. and That's the only other light I've seen. All these towering buildings and as one orangeish light. I'll I'll just head to it. What 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 could possibly go wrong? You know, moonlight and orange light. And it looks further. Ah, oh, but as I say, okay, I'm walking along these streets. It's a very beautiful park. It's it's good to smell the air. Almost feels like a, I can feel a sea, warm, this is a beautiful place to live, I could tell. Okay, but I can see there, the light's getting closer, so it must have been, oh, I guess because I'm on a rise, it's down over this next, it's down under that next thing down there. Okay, I'm just going to keep walking here. It's getting closer. I'm hearing voices. Seems to be people talking. It's coming from that light, too. And I can just get the sense of burning wood. It's probably a campfire. So it could be, yeah, I have to observe at a distance. But just like the light of the lamps obscured my ability to view. I hear laughter, though. I can even hear crackling now as they get closer. There's some heart I can hear some hearty laughter in talking. Oh yes, yeah, I can see there's a group sitting around that fire. There's a man there. Is that a man I can't tell standing there facing the group next to the fire? What if he's telling a story seems to be just telling a story? Uh, let me get closer to behind this tree. I'll just sit and listen and watch. Uh, what is he saying? I said. Uh, oh wait, I can just hear me. And so it was the motion of the giants that broke open the earth, and and then that was allowed them to spill force. And now those rifts are closed, and the giants have gone away, as we all know as we heard the tales as we were children of them pulling at the poles so and then of the of what was sent forth above, around our forefathers that we're lucky enough to land here but now they tell us not to worry not to worry why Don't we have any giants? Or why don't we have any minions roaming about? That maybe they're out there somewhere. That maybe their work is done. But what I have to say to all of you is that their work is missing, it's not done. And that without the giants and without the minions, uh, there is no crucible ...to melt and reform... ...to bind our society together... ...they were what bound us together... ...and without them as the passing decades... ...have gone on of generation of generation... ...without the impact... ...of the spilling forth and all that... ...our whole way of life is in danger... ...how's that everybody? Does, Does that seem like it'll work good... No, What would you say, Mary Lou? Yeah, I—I I, I mean, I—I practiced a couple times, but I figure. I don't think they're gonna go go with us anyway, and I just—I really—I know. That there's not a lot of us that believe this, and I know that I'm the one. I don't know. I I don't know how to. Because I, I, I said they said use the hero's journey. Remember when they were teaching that? And they said, "Well, well aren't the giants the hero? I said, "But I, I'm not. I don't know the giants." But we have to find a way to get this across. You know, we need. We need. A- uh, you need some help, young man. Uh, I was just listening out there, and I couldn't help you, but hear you were. Uh, Sounds like you're in a bit of a pickle as far as your uh, story goes. What? what? Who who are you? I'm just, uh, passing by, you know. uh, Just here for a walk in the park, and, uh... Oh, yeah, I thought we saw some lights go off uh, across the way. Yeah, would you like to join us? We were just talking about the past, you know. You're a bit older than us, you know, but... "'You're welcome to join us.' "'Oh, yes, you're all uh, young adults here. "'Hello, young adults. Uh, "'Just a man in a bowler cap, out for an evening stroll. "'Well, that's an interesting cap you have, sir. "'You're dressed very warmly. "'Aren't you warm?' "'Ah, yeah, by the fire I am a bit warm, "'but it's nice to sit here. "'Do you mind if I sit between you two? "'Yeah, that's Mary Lou. "'She's very helpful.' And that's Darren there. Uh, my name's Malik, and it's good to have you here. We Yeah, we were just talking about the giants and the minions. I know a lot of people don't like to talk about that stuff anymore. And they even say, oh, well, that's, you know, it's it's in the book of legend and things. But people are stopping to believe. You know, I believe that that was true and not a legend. That giants grabbed the poles of the earth. And right or that it's close to true do you know what do I mean the difference between a story uh, made up and a story loosely based on events versus a story that really happened uh I do but i I think it was if I was hearing you correctly, young man uh you know I'm a bit of a storyteller myself you might be able to figure that out after a while, but you were trying to you you seem to think that the giants were good for the people of the world, like that uh they motivate motivated the people. Yeah, exactly. Like they, would uh, people every once in a while, when this first, when Besos was first built, in the first few generations here, they would feel the shaking of the giants that still remained. And some things science could explain away, but some things science just could not, you know. Or they would say it's just concentrated in the North and the South Pole. But, you know, there's plenty of firsthand accounts of the giants coming in or looking in or being sighted. You know, people coming and traveling and saying, I've seen giants about. And they said they weren't that... You know, and then everything else that happened, the spilling forth of the uh, of the helpers, right? The uh, spilling forth of the. Is that the. We, well, we didn't. The helpers? No. The uh, the people that. Uh, you, you know the, 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 what's in the book. Uh, book. Uh, he, well, yes. I, I, I guess, young man, let's not talk about details. Let's talk about motivation. Because uh, you were saying that the Giants. And the spilling forth thing it would keep people motivated to be cruci- crucible, crucibled you know together, it keep people together, is that what you were saying? Ah, uh, why, yeah, yeah, I think most elders say just foul, you know, just stay a part of society, society is fine, things are fine, don't worry, they say Malik you you worry too much, you think too much. things are good here. And all you have to do is choose to be a part of the good. But I I think there's signs that we're not afraid of anymore. You know what I mean? That the giants and the earth, that soon people are going to want to just go out there in the world. And there's even talk about expositions out there of starting new settlements. And... I'm just afraid that that's going to break up what we have here. And uh, I hear what you're saying, uh, buddy. You mind if I call you buddy? Uh, No, it's just we, you know, my my parents, yeah, that's fine. All you young people here gathered, you're you're wiser. I can see it on your faces, uh, uh, Darren. Is that it, Uh, Darren and Malik? And Mar- Mary Lou, uh, you know, you want a way to keep keep things, your society together, to keep it together, right? And you feel like the old way, people have forgotten the old ways of doing things, is that correct? The old way of believing. Be afraid. Stay together. Keep things good. Because out there, it's no good. Is that, is that what you're saying, buddy? That's exactly what I'm saying, sir. And you know, wh- 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 how about I lay this on you, Darren? Because I'm a bit of a writer, you know, and I've been working on something. Now I've been reading some even older books than you may have even had access to. Older books, uh, handed down word of mouth, but but word of mouth books that some people took wrote down. And then they, you know, he said, "Well, just write it down," or is it word of mouth. And he said, "Well, it's both." Okay, yeah, yeah, I think I'm familiar with it. And what if we could, uh, you know, in those older books, they use something a little different, a little similar to what you're saying. You know, the giants are, good, you know, let's 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 behave here. Let's keep as you're saying things work good. Uh, you know, but now with the visceral impact of that waning with each passing generation, you're going to, sooner or later, you young people are wise enough to know you're going to find yourself in a little bit of a, a motivation gap, is what you're saying, I believe. Yeah, I think you're right. We just have to find, we just have to re- re. I, I don't know what to do. That's why I'm so worried. I think and I think and I think how to keep things together. Yes, and... uh you just love the society. You love the people, and and you love this rare thing you have. Well, and and also this this is it. You know, we have to. We have to keep humanity. It's our duty uh, to choose to be a part of the future of humanity. And and I don't want to people say, well, we want more. You know, we we strive for more. Isn't that okay? I get you. I get you. That's your high. You're you're a, good, you're a good, good young man, you know. All of you young people are. Uh, but uh, what if I lay a little... What if you were to change motivations? What do you mean? Now, it seems like... What if these giants are gone away? What if that was a historic... You know, what if that really was old and in the past? And you're, you're saying, well, we could stir it back up. But, but people say, well, we haven't seen a giant... In 300 years, right? Is that what they tell you? The buffoons? I'm sorry, how how, do, how does a buffoon... No, 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 that's... Is that what they tell you? There's no giants, so why are you talking about giants? Like, you give it up. Yeah, yeah, that's what that's what they say. Uh, well, what if I told you, I, I, in these older books I read, that I'm writing about, I've got something going, a little uh, performance I'll be doing soon. With a whole nother way of motivation. Uh, what do you mean, a whole nother way of motivation? Uh, now you might not believe it by the way I'm talking, but you know I'm a I'm a guest here. I'm not actually uh, uh, a long time member of your society. Oh, wait a second, you're you're from the ceremony. You're the Richard Warren Sears. The the you're. Well, no, no, no. I'm I'm an actor uh, playing Richard Warren Sears. A playwright, actually. Usually I stay in character, but I'm just uh, so impressed by you young people. Please don't share with anyone uh, anything about this, please. I need you to to, to maintain some trust with me. Oh, yeah, so so you have some ideas from the outside. We'd love to talk to you more. We have one of these ideas I have from the outside that I've learned. I'd like to share with you young people. Because you seem to say, well, geez, you're either here, is that how you guys work it here? You're either either here or you're not here. And if you're here, you're part of, right, if you're here. So there's no real good or bad. You're just either, well, you live here or you don't. Is that what I'm getting? And if you live here, you should be motivated to help out where you can. Is that how you people do it over here? Yeah, we all, it's all uh, our choice to stay here or to not stay here. And if you stay here, you have to be a part of making, uh, keeping humanity going and making this a wonderful place to live so we can flourish. Okay, yeah. And, uh, but without the giants and stuff, you're saying, uh, well, people are going to get tired, you know. Right, that's my fear. Well, yeah, I've I've got this other thing, and this is what my play's about, so maybe you could come see my play. It's about this other way of motivation. Because here, you're not good or bad, you're just here or or you're not. What if you kind of did, did, there was more degrees where you said, well, I'm not worried about, uh, I'm worried about something down, I think it's better if I do it in a play. It's called sin. Have you heard of sin before? I think we... I think they've talked about that. That's kind of that real old stuff that didn't work, right? And that's what they said. Maybe that was what brought on the giants and things. Yeah. Yeah, Well, it'll work, believe me. I want to help you people, help your society. What do you say? Mary Lou, what are you doing? Well, Mary Lou Mary Lou wants to be a playwright, too, that she's trying to give me feedback on how to... Oh, you're touching my forearm, though. There's something about... Wait a second. The warmth of... Holy micro. Sir, are you okay? What should we call it? I... I'm getting, uh... I guess I'm a little overheated. I need to lie down for a second here. I, uh... I know. Oh, wait, there's a man running. Who? Richie, Richie. Oh, hey, what the heck? Richie, what's wrong with my friend Richie? I'm Richie's friend, James. What What do you guys say? He said he's not feeling well. He was, he's got that coat on. I think he's overheated from the fire. Okay, well, I'm James. Uh, yeah, just lie him down. Oh, you're putting him in your lap. Oh, no, oh, I... My, I, yeah. okay. I'm James. Why well, Malik? That's Mary Lou. That's, that's taking care of your buddy Richie, and that's Darren. That that, that that's waving, trying to get his coat off. Should we get his coat off? Yeah, let's get his coat off. Yeah, let's get his coat off. Thank you so much for. for he he got lost. He's a, a method. Oh, he was just telling us. He you guys are method actors, and he was telling us about his play. Yeah, and I don't know if we're supposed to be out or anything. Um, like we were at the courthouse, and I think he he was sleepwalking or something. Maybe that's why he doesn't feel good. Let me just whisper to him, uh, Excuse me, Miss Mary Lou. Uh, hey, hey buddy, it's me. I'm here. I woke up, you were gone. Uh, yeah, James, let me whisper to your ear. I, I found the quarantine, and I'm just feeling a little lightheaded, because. I don't know, something inside me is pit my heart's racing in a, in a wonderful way. I'm fl- flooded so I just need to lie down in here. Oh James, I could sing though. I found a quarantine. And these people they, they want to see the, they want to know more about the play. But you're okay, Richie. You're not there's nothing wrong nothing wrong with me. At all, this is a quarantine. I found. Uh, okay, you're. He, he gets like this, so don't worry, Malik, uh, Darren, Mary Lou. Um. Uh. The thing. What, did you guys hear that noise? That sounds like some sort of siren. Oh yeah, that's the choice alarm. Uh, the choice alarm. Yeah, the choice alarm. They're coming. Oh, you can see the torches. There's people with torches coming towards us. They're spilling off the paths. So it's time to choose. Uh, Time to choose what? Well, the choice alarm's been, so they're coming here. Probably for you guys. You probably weren't supposed to leave or something because you're not a part of the society yet. So this is like some kind of secret police are coming for us? Well, no, it's not a secret. That's why they have the alarm. Everyone knows what it means, the choice alarm. So it's like the police they're coming to take us cuz we we wanted to meet you. And no, no, it's not really uh don't worry. They'll be here in a minute. But you can see them they're coming. It'll be fine. It's it's you just it's a ceremony and stuff. It's okay. Uh Richie, I think we're going to get in a little uh, Oh yeah, James, we're good. So good. Okay. Okay, well, I guess we'll just wait for this choice thing to happen. have everybody. This is the narrator. This seems like a good place to choose to stop the story, if you don't mind me saying so, for tonight. So, thanks for coming by, and we'll be back with you real soon. You know, I was thinking that there's like all these uh, there's all these films that I'm uh, uh, thankful for. I want to say thank you and good night to some of them. Uh, there's a, there's a genus PayPal Donators is a genus and there's a Kimberly P P thanks Amanda L thanks Alicia S thanks thanks uh, those are all in the friendly friend phylum. There's Greg H, Evan, Fred F, uh, Liana H, uh, Eric K. Those are all the good buddies, Phylum. Then there's there's Jerwin. Then there's Jerwin R. uh, Sabrina U. Angel M. Those are in the Sweet Supporter, Phylum. There's Elizabeth O. Carl H. Robert G. Lowell F. And those are in the... uh, Uh, Journalism for Goodness Camp. And there's Curtis W., Joseph L., uh, Donna O., and Rachel T. And those are in the Sugar Toes Camp. And I don't name these scientists, too, so, you know, don't blame me. And there's a YouTube uh, kingdom that's called a kingdom. And there's Mika Potato. That's Potato Bugs. Thank you. Uh, J.C., uh, they're in the Lord and Lady phylum. Uh, Blue star in the Lucid phylum. Uh, Babu is in the Boo 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 phylum. Uh, Aiken is in the Laughing and Laying col- col- column. Uh, Sosa is in the Lean Back column. Sosa Supporter column. uh is in the Former Shopping Channel column. Evan S. is in the uh, My Buddy column. Uh, Displeasing C. is in the uh, See How Sweet It Can Be column. Uh, Tiff B., Friendly friendly Friends column. Uh, micasaur. they're in the former dinosaurs. I Heart Vids are in the vid lovers camp. Uh, gaming hands, they're in the uh, hands helping hands old hands camp. Let fun to be me camp. Uh, you got it, they're in the you you got it. They're in that camp. Oh no, Lee, so nice to see. Uh, body loves in the you know, lovers of body uh, camp. Pulse fires in the news camp. Uh, Sarah M is in the. Uh, uh, Jar Jar Camp. Uh, Blue Dollars is in the Sleeping in Camp class camp. Laddie W's in the... Uh, A whole lot of love camp. And then we have the comment on the website camp. That's Joy W. Who's in the random scrolling and then sleeping camp. Thank you. Uh, Paul V. Uh is in the R W J C or J.C. camp. Uh, Christy's in the uh, You Got a Friend in Need, Friend Indeed camp. Uh, Julie with an I is in the uh, Dickens Chair camp. Mel T's in the Down Under camp and Meta camp, too. Uh, Betty F's in the uh, Tr- Trader Joe's camp. Uh, Jazz is in the BBC World Service camp. Uh, Gail R., is in the kindness camp Amina is in the lifesavers camp Uh, Kaylee uh, Kaylee's in the uh, sampler camp Michael K is in the asleep camp Michael K is asleep camp currently Kelly's in the currently drifting off to sleep camp at currently Kelly.com just to wake Kelly up sorry Kelly Nancy's in the rumination camp. Uh, Billy D's in the uh, wife and me camp. John's in Z's camp. Michelle's in uh, Project Greenlight camp. And probably Rick's in the Rick and Morty camp. Alright, thanks everybody. Good night.